welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And Sam, Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. By the way, Ziggy, Zaggy says hi. <laughs> oh, I love so, Zaggy. Yes. Sam Mock, uh, my buddy, said, <laughs> I told him I'm going to record a show, and he said, tell Ziggy I said hi. Tell Ziggy that Zaggy said hi. Well, say, whenever we're at like a conference or something, I always like put like Sam the Lesser on my name it's tag, a, yes. just so they would know, you know that yeah. Sam the Greater was him. That's, that's awesome. exactly right. That's very, that's that's very meek and humble of you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, which kind of leads us to our topic. Um, and so, uh, we, well, here's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> We're reading the uh, the um, the Acts of the Apostles, um, and which is a reading in the Sunday uh, uh, cycle of Year C uh, for the uh, fourth week of um, Easter. So, uh, Acts chapter thirteen, and there's just like one word in here that made us stop and think, like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's read it. Uh, see if we can find that word. Anyway. Uh, Paul and Barnabas continued on from Perga and reached Antioch in Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogue and took their seats. Many Jews and worshipers who were converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to remain faithful to the grace of God. On the following Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and with violent abuse contradicted what Paul said. Both Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and said, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first, but since you reject it and condemn yourselves as unworthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light to the Gentiles, that you may be an instrument of salvation to the ends of the earth. The Gentiles were delighted when they heard this and glorified the word of the Lord. All who were destined for eternal life came to believe, And the word of the Lord continued to spread through the whole region. The Jews, however, incited the women of prominence who were worshipers and the leading men of the city stirred up a persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their territory. So they shook the dust from their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. The disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. So this is the first reading that you'll hear, you know, at Mass. And uh, the word, by the way, was boldly. Mm. Right, I just—it's a simple little statement that 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 where they basically said, um, you know, they spoke out boldly. You know, I like my bishops like I like my coffee. Bold. Bold. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, be I a like great commercial. Yeah. You know. If, yeah. So, Catholic coffee brands. Yeah. You know, perk up your ears. We need to put Peter, that commercial on. Peter and Paul coffee. That's exactly. It's bold. Right. It's bold. <laughs> Or a t-shirt, a vegan t-shirt. Yeah, it'd be nice. I'd I'd be all for that. Now, uh, Sam, you had an interesting interaction. Uh, Yes. And so tell us, one of many, I'm sure. This is the one that didn't get end you up in jail. Like this is the, this is another. This is a. So you were telling me about it, and I thought, like, man, this is, this is tied to what we're talking about. Tell us about that that interaction. So, um, Mother Angelica. A beloved person, obviously, the beloved foundress of EWTN, and we're very grateful to be here on EWTN Radio. Um, Mother Angelica had a beautiful quote uh, where she said, The 11th commandment should be boldness. 
Oh. Yeah. And so some of you in Radioland might remember months ago I talked about that I, I've been blessed to become a moderator of a, uh, a Catholic memes group on Facebook. And we've got, you know, tens of thousands of members. It's a wonderful thing to be a part of. Sometimes, I don't know if you guys have noticed on the internet, sometimes conversations get a little bit intense pretty quickly once no. in a while. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I've never noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've never had a problem with the interwebs. <laughs> and sometimes. WWW. And sometimes, especially with conversations about religion. I mean, who knew? Who knew? Yeah, who knew? <laughs> Think of the odds. But uh, so I posted this, and uh, one of our, our members. Uh, was not pleased with that uh, post, and I think it's fair to say. And, you know, he quoted the Beatitudes and said, boldness should be the 11th commandment. Jesus talks about humility. He talks about meekness. He talks about gentleness. He talks about being poor in spirit. Where in the Beatitudes does he talk about boldness? If it should be an 11th commandment, he would have said, blessed are the bold. And he didn't do that. And And, you know, he was really... He, he just really felt like it was uh, not a proper account of Jesus mm-hmm. and the message of Jesus for her to say that boldness should be the 11th commandment. And so, as you can imagine, a very long thread followed. Yeah. And, and so uh, I, I have some thoughts to share on the topic myself. So we'll talk about, we should talk about boldness. Um, and I guess what we have to do is, Look at all these different aspects uh, about this because I, I understand why this person, based on today's sort of, uh, we'll just say worldly but typical definitions of some of these words, yeah, right, and what those might mean. Some people might think boldness means aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. Some people might think that uh, that meekness uh, is 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 essentially a, a weakness or. Uh, uh, sad and demure, and and in fact, you'll find definitions mm-hmm. in in the various um, uh, dictionaries will tell you those kinds of things, and you can and you start to think like, well, Jesus was meek and humble, riding on an ass, right? How is that bold? And then you know, so then so I could see where you'd have a conundrum, and and honestly, we we just did a show not but a couple of weeks ago uh, where we had did the litany of humility. Mm-hmm. Right and 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 in the litany, I'm not going to redo the whole litany of humility, but it's like uh, uh, essentially, uh, oh Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me from the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, oh Jesus, from the desire of being loved, deliver me, from the desire of being extolled, honored, praised, preferred to others, consulted, approved. I'm sure boldness is in there somewhere. You know, from <laughs> from from boldness, deliver me, Jesus. Which it's not, but I want it clear, it's not in there. <laughs> Because I th- I think that there can be a pro- water me down Jesus water me down Lord <laughs> uh, anyway <I'm> sorry <laughs> I, I I think that uh, that sometimes we let the world's definitions of things right we see things on a surface level yeah and we don't examine deeper and more profoundly and because at the same time you know I wasn't involved in that interaction you had with the. Uh, with the um, the outraged fellow on yes. on uh, the internet, but uh, you know, I, I would have asked him. Well, so how is it that Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly? Right. I and mean, people did raise that actually. Was 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 that okay? Because it seems like they should have just never said anything and quietly walked away. It's like, well, how is that evangelizing? Well, and to his to his credit, I don't think he was saying that like boldness is necessarily. 
bad and he acknowledged there were instances in the Bible where, where uh, Jesus was acting boldly, like when he went into the temple and he overturned tables and mm-hmm. stuff. His, his point was simply that the Beatitudes, that's where it really tells us what really matters to, to live out, you know, the, 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 the characteristics of Christ and, and boldness isn't on that list. And therefore that's why he was not pleased with Mother Teresa's choice, not, I'm sorry, but Mother Angelica's choice to say. But if we further asked him, why does he think boldness is not on that list? I mean, right. essentially, you would come down to boldness is bad. Well, well you, you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, or, or, or that. Fair enough. I see what you're what you're going at. I mean, so what I said in my argument was, first of all, uh, you're an idiot. Is that what you're yeah, yeah. So I opened up with, listen here, bucko. <laughs> Every internet discussion should be started that way. So I opened boldly with that. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, so I, what, what I said was, first of all, you know, uh, meekness is, you know, meekness and boldness are not antonyms because that was one of the claims that was made. Right. And I said, you know. But it might seem to be. But it might seem to be. But I said like meekness and aggression are our antonyms right so like if i'm aggressive i am targeting a person and i am attacking that person right right and you know so the thing that what i said was like listen if i'm being bold what i'm doing is i'm not concerned with the fact that others might be aggressive towards me and others might attack me for what i'm doing and trying to be obedient to the call of god in my life to the best of my discernment um, and and so in that I'm being bold if I'm not concerned with the the violence and aggression of others. But then if that violence and that aggression happens, meekness is the proper response to their aggression. So that was the distinction that I was trying to make. The other another thing that I raised was granted he doesn't say blessed are the bold in the same way that he says blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the gentle, but. In the, at the end of the Beatitudes, what is the focus? It's like, blessed are you, you know, who has been persecuted for my sake. You know, so what Christ is doing in, in those last two verses, that the culminating verses of the Beatitudes, he is inviting us to step into a world that is going to be sometimes violently opposed to what yeah. God is calling you to say yeah. and do. And, but it, and I would say there are places where he does call us to be bold. Where he specifically says, I mean, what were the, 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 before he ascended into heaven, what were his last words? Go, go therefore. Yeah. Right? It's go therefore and make, it wasn't just go there and get out of my sight or go there and, and start a little small church and sit in the pew and be quiet. Go there and make disciples of all the nations. Right. Right. I mean, it, yep. that, that's pretty bold. I mean, that's, that is, uh, it's called the Great Commission. And that commissioning is not, is not essentially supposed to be go and be quiet. Right. I mean, it, 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 we're called to, to go to go out. Well, an example of boldness that didn't come up in the conversation thus far um, was, you know, Jesus. But is occurring to me as we're saying this, mm-hmm. Jesus, um, he said, you know, if you don't like it, well, it, it's translated as if you don't hate your mother and father, you know, right. you cannot be my disciple. And obviously, it means if you don't love them less, if you don't love your own parents, your own siblings, your own spouse, family, closest pe- people in your life, yeah. you don't love them less than me, you cannot be my disciple, right? And so 
what that would first of all that was bold of Jesus to say something like that a right. and then b he's calling us to a boldness you know God is supposed to have a bold place in our life and how we weight things and he is supposed to be and as a result of that that's going to result in bold action if it's going to result in bold action and decisions in those relationships i mean of course they're also going to result in relationships that are are are, are less have less gravity you know, in your life right. as your your parents and your, and your he, spouse. And he also said he came to divide, right? He, he, yeah. he, he didn't <laughs> he didn't come he didn't come to like, let's all hold hands and kumbaya. Right. Right. I mean so there's so there's definitely examples of boldness in in, in what he did. Tom, you uh, brought you've got a little document there that you uh, uh, you got some kind of bunch uh, of bullets. Yeah, ultra right wing, some kind of bizarre yeah, well, that you follow. <laughs> Thanks for framing it that way, Beach. No, no, but it was a, you. What you were telling a, a little bit about in terms of like like so. Typically, people think of meek as being weak. It's like right. weak and soft. demure, yeah. soft, gentle, gentle. Uh, taken advantage of, right, right, quiet, uh, etc. But yeah, this document claims that that's kind of a Western term or understanding of that word over time. Really, what is but, what is? But biblically, this says that it's controlled strength calming of passions, managing of impulses of heart, bringing order out of chaos, the training of the temper. Uh, yeah, so, so, those, those, so you could argue it's bold. Yeah, I, I agree. So you could see where a lot of people think that meek and bold are antonyms. And I don't know that I think they're necessarily exactly synonyms, but they live in harmony with each other. They do. Especially in, in terms of what Jesus did. Right, he did yeah. come into Jerusalem meek and humble, riding on an ass, but think, essentially to be victorious. Yeah, and I think humility, humble, that's the whole key to the whole thing. I agree. You can be bold and humble at the same time. Well, and also, he, he didn't roll in on the donkey saying, like, see, guys, I'm not a king. I just have a donkey. What he was doing, it was actually a pretty bold move on his part yeah. to say, I am king. I am the king of Jerusalem. I am the Messiah. The one who has been prophesied. You expected me to roll, come in on the biggest war horse, you know, and, and instead I'm rolling in on a donkey. Right. So it was a it was a bold challenging of their preconceived notions by taking on the role that he took. So I, I want to go back to the uh, the reading from the Acts of the Apostles, um, you know, and where they were in Antioch and Pisidia, and and, and where they have this encounter, um, and. I, I love the 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 last line from, that we read uh, at mass, and it says the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit, but they were literally run out of town, right? So they were literally run out of town, and they shook the dust off of their feet, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the it's a very Jewish thing to do. Like, well, I'm shaking the dust off my feet. We're moving on to the next town, but also they said to the Jews, you know what? You're a light to the Gentiles. You you are the you you. I'm gonna. I'm going to utilize this opportunity, right, to to bring these Gentiles in. They were very happy. The Gentiles were. All these are bold moves. Mm -hmm. This is it's very bold, and it's like, wait, wait, wait. I thought we were the chosen people. It's like, yeah, but you're rejecting the mm -hmm. word of the Lord, mm -hmm. right? And so, even in the face of all that, it says that the they were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. which is a very docile um, thing. I mean, you know, it's 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 like. They really should be angry, and they should be mad, right? But they're not. And so that's where I start to see the, the, the meekness and the humility, and I start to think about um, uh, bold in a different way. So when I, see, when I hear bold, 
um, I, I, I think of it like this. When I, I think of it in terms of like cooking, right? If something has a bold flavor, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's aggressive or it's angry or if it's it's taking over everything. It just means that you can you can recognize you can you can flavorful. right. It's full of flavor, right? It's bold. It's it's out there mm-hmm. and it's like it's not hiding and it's it's, it's right. But it but it's still palatable. It's a you know right. it's still something that you ingest. It's good. It mm-hmm. tastes good. And you're like, oh, I can I can taste this and I can taste that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that boldness actually is not something that's like a bad quality. It's a good quality. Yeah, there's a difference between boldness and pungence, right? It's not, you're not you don't have to hold your nose while you eat whatever you're eating. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Exactly right. And so I see that as a as a as a positive. Then I think it actually works in harmony. With that, uh, with meekness and humility, but I loved how you. So uh, we're agreeing with Mother Angelica. We are. <laughs> it should be the eleventh commandment. Yeah, Tom, your friend you, should be. Bad. You had mentioned something about uh, like training war horses and things like that. What, what oh, is so the I meekness? learned that years ago, and you're, I need to go prove it now somehow or another. But I learned years ago that they would test horses to see if they were meek or not, which is controlled strength. They would take these horses and have them stand over fires. And then if the horse did what he was commanded to do while standing over a fire, they knew that horse was meek and ready to go to war, go to combat. Except they were all burnt. <laughs> yeah, no, well, they didn't let them burn. But uh, no, no I, that gives you an idea. Of, so you of, start to recognize that there's like, it's basically that uh, you also, one of those little definitions that was in there was like a tempered strength or something where you're, yeah. where you're essentially trying to take something that is uh, strength, strong, whatever, and not letting it take over. But being submissive to the will of God yeah, or, or to the master. Yeah, listen to definition. Biblical meekness is not weakness, but rather refers to exercising God's strength under his control. Yes. That's a huge that, – yeah, because it, the, the horse is trusting the master right. that the master uh, is is going to be a steward of his well-being. You right. know, the, that the, the master is not going to intend harm or do or treat him badly. And, and so there's a trust there that, that, the, that the horse is, is exercising. Yeah. So this um, uh, this idea of, of meekness, I, I know it's not something you woke up and said like, you know, uh, I think I'm going to argue with somebody to get, to get today about the, the, the definition of meek uh, and humble and, and also of bold. But apparently you had that encounter, right? I, I was, I was <laughs> never so blessed. Saw it. <laughs> yeah. Never saw it. Um, so what is it, I think, that when we're, when, we're trying to, when we're trying to live life? I mean, how do we, how do we strike a balance, I guess, is the way... We have to look at this now. Uh, if we're if we're if we're talking about meekness, right? How do we, you do it? Yeah. How do you do that at the same time? Be bold. So one thing that I'm I was reminded of as a, as I was listening to you guys, uh, and I didn't process it in terms of a boldness and a meekness at the time, but mm-hmm. I think that this is exactly what it was. You know, I had my reversion experience and. 2011. Prior to that, you know, I was a, a an attorney, a criminal defense attorney, a litigator for years. And you know, when you're a litigator, you have to go in there and fight and push for things. You both in the courtroom and in your professional relationships. If there's an argument to be had, you push hard in that argument. In fact, I even there was a woman I was dating in my during my legal career, and she said like. I feel like when we argue, you lo- you start lawyering me, you know, right? Do you bill her by the quarter hour when you argue? I don't think that would have gone over well. <laughs> well, <But> obviously <laughs> it didn't because you're not dating her anymore. I am not dating her anymore. No, this was like 10 years or more than 10 years ago. But anyway, so, but, and, and, and so that manifests in a variety of ways in my life. And God showed me this, you know, a couple of years after my reversion experience, that that alpha male sort of 
qualities were there in my life and, and, and were manifesting in that way. And what I heard God tell me is like, Sam, listen, stuff like that can be used for the kingdom and can be used for good, but it not if it's not under control. Right. If that's what you lead with in your relationships and in your work, in your approach to people and in situations, you know, it's not that you're not going to necessarily end up. You might get your way, but that doesn't mean that your way is God's way, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that it's in that it's going to witness God. And so, what God was saying for me to do is take those qualities that made it possible for me to sort of push through in those relationships and and in those various environments and and arguments and situations and consecrate them to God, give them to God, give God control over them to make use of them when he had a purpose for them, but otherwise to check that part of me and let it be set aside and not let it be my default because it was my default. And I think what that, what God was inviting me into was that, that place of relying, like that war horse, be reliant upon him. Mm-hmm. And if God wants to use me in that way in the lives of others, he's going to let me know. Mm-hmm. And if I need to be bold and I need to push for something, I'm going to do it in that moment. But I need to also at that same time be in touch with him to where if it's time to stop on a dime and pay attention, <laughs> you yeah. know, to maybe how my words affected that moment, uh, as opposed to just go hard and push, push, push. It might be needed for me to go hard and push, push, push for a second, mm-hmm. you know, and then stop and pay attention and take in uh, how God might be working through others. And so that's how he started training me. And so I see in that, that balance between boldness and meekness, but at the heart of it, there also has to be a concern, you know, a freedom from concern for the rejection of others, the disapproval of others, the anger of others, mm-hmm. the, the fallout. If I am acting on God, you know, on God's orders to the best of my discernment, and it doesn't go over well with others, and it results in the loss of a relationship or a loss of a job, or it re- results in some other form of fallout, well, so be it. God has a perfect plan that takes all of that into account. Amen. And I, you know, I, I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, and one of those being courage. Yeah. Right, that a lot of people take that courage and think that means that I'm willing to, that that I should be able the one that starts the battle, right? <laughs> and it's like that's not necessarily the case, right? Courage is something that we can uh, we can have that we well we we need courage when we're attacked, right? And so boldness is not always like outward going, mm-hmm. right? That's why b- boldness is something I would look at and say, it's like, it's not just about being strong and, and go, go, go and, and getting out there, but it's also not sitting back. So there, there's, there's, there's a balance. And there's there, so often in Catholic theology, there's a balance everywhere. I think it's just living your faith in public, living your faith outside of just your house and the church. I think it's to, we talked about this before show, praying before a meal in a restaurant mm. with your family. You know, make the sign of the cross. Hold hands after that, or you know, fold your hands. It can be finish it with the sign of the cross. That can be a bold, right? Or if you're a deacon or a priest, wear your clerics in public. That is bold in today's society. You know, you're you're opening yourself to attack just by wearing that. Right? No, you're no, you're 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 right about that. Uh, But but at the same time, the balance is not praying in public and not wearing your clerical garb so that 
right, you get the attention. So that you're saying right. it's about me. Right. Like, quiet everyone in the restaurant. We're about to pray. <laughs> right. The Drzezinski clan is about to pray, and yeah. we want everyone quiet to show how holy we are. Yeah. Well, that then that's not that's the boldness. Not, no. I got you that megaphone for Christmas yes, for a reason, <laughs> Deacon Jeff. Yes. <laughs> My wife took the batteries out. She got tired of me using it. Well, the, the phrase that comes to mind is unapologetically God's. Be unapologetically God's. And God's G-O-D apostrophe S. I'll unapologetically belong to God, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and that includes also drawing boundaries with friends. You know, if you're at a friend's house and they want to put on a movie, for example, and you know about the content of the movie and it's pricking your conscience and you know it's just not the type of stuff that you need to get in your, that God wants you watching, mm-hmm. to lay that boundary, to say no, and, and have the courage to say why, you know? And... It's it's not to cast judgment. It's not to try and beat them over the head with anything, but be unapologetically his. Yeah, yeah. and that's why, again, I'll go back to that last line of that reading from the Acts of the Apostles. This is why they were filled with joy in the Holy Spirit, right? Because even though they got thrown out of town, we're fine with that because we did what we came to do. We, we were bold. We boldly spoke out. We said what we needed to say, right? And we even fired up some Gentiles, right? And, and we did the things we were supposed to do. Yes, we got thrown out. We're and and meekly and humbly, we're gonna leave. Fine. We're gonna right. shake the dust off, right? That's what Jesus told us to do. But we're filled with joy in that prospect. So because we are unapologetically God's. Mm-hmm. We're doing this because God has has asked us to do it, commanded us to do it, right? And we've been commissioned to do this. Mm-hmm. So there's that boldness in 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 going. It's not, you know, just wait for someone else to do it. You, we, we need to be bold. And so we need to be flavorful, like we, we, we need to be truthful. We need to be uh, uh, unapologetic about what we're saying and what we believe and what we're doing. Um, and that's what Humble. people, right. But at the same time, you're right. The humility, the meekness, the willingness, just like, look, if you want to slap me, if you want to martyr me, I guess I don't prefer that, mm-hmm. but I guess I'll take that mm-hmm. because I'm not going to back down from the truth. So boldness, essentially, in that way, to me, means not backing down from the truth. And meekness means being willing to accept whatever you're going to launch at me, mm-hmm. right? Because this isn't about me. This is about the truth that I know to be true, that God has proclaimed and has put in my heart, that I'm sharing with you right now. Yep. And, and that, that's the way we, we have to live uh, with that balance between that, uh, with boldness and humility, the balance with, between boldness and, and meekness. And that's where, I mean, I, 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 I disagree with that, that young man that, that got upset with you, uh, that if we want to be like Jesus, we're going to be bold. But we're also going to be meek and humble. Well, hopefully we can all be best friends. Amen. <laughs> and the Blessed Mother is going to help us do that. Yeah. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff.com at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.